Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to my next guest. Frankie is someone that came to me for help with her swimming. Uh, Frankie, was, remind me, was it about five or six years ago? It was 2014, so yeah, six years ago. Six years ago, thank you. And you, um, you come from a rowing background, and we all know rowers work incredibly hard. I mean, you know, I've tried to, and I've asked you for advice on this. I've, I've talked to you about improving my performance on the, on the erg, and I just know that is a whole world of hurt. So, you know, I can't even imagine how hard you must have worked in your former life. But obviously, that translates into onto the bike quite nicely. I think there's good parallels, and there's been people that have actually made that crossover, haven't there? Um, can you tell us a little bit about your rowing background and what you achieved and, and you know, the training involved in that? chance I was lucky enough to go to university in Cambridge and rowing is obviously a massive thing there so I thought I'd just try it for a term just so that you know I could <laughs> try it. tried it and see what it was <laughs> and uh, it turned out I was quite good at it and I'm really competitive so then I was hooked um, so that was my third year and then I did the boat race in my fourth year and then I uh, moved to London and joined a tennis rowing club. Um, and then rowed for six years, I think, uh, down in London. Um, went to the Great Britain Trials, I think, five of those years. And was like very borderline on the national squad, but never quite made it. Um, I did a lot of work towards the end, especially in the single skull, and I was national champion in 2011 in the single um, race at Henley in the eighth wow. quad, and I got uh, medals for those. Um, I did have some experience tra training with the national squad as well, so it, it set me up well for the switch to triathlon um, because it it teaches you how to structure your training and also teaches you how to really work hard and suffer, like you say. Yeah, I, I honestly, you know, I, I use an hour on the erg. Well, I, it took me a while to build up to that because that's yeah. about what I like to, you know, swimming... I'm sure rowing at Henley can be, well, apart from the pain, can be quite pleasant with the scenery. But on the erg, I kind of like that the similarities to swimming 5K you know, just the boredom and the tedious, you know, imagine you're heading the water for that period of time and, and just, you know, sitting on an erg, I, I think they, they really complement each other, you know, full body workout, making you just hurt like crazy. Um, and and it, has it, is it conf confirmed that rowing literally, you know, it is the full body workout that, you know, and I know the Australians have accused us of um, being good at sitting down sports, but there's no other sport like it, is there really? incredible I'd never known anything like it and I'm you know I've done some fairly unpleasant swimming sets in my time and you know I yeah what it's incredible the the breathing the whole body your arms your stuff the legs it's just and and you know I, I you're right I think it is the cross-country skiers that have been recorded with having some pretty 
outrageous VO2 max scores, but I'm sure the rowers aren't too far behind, are they? Yeah, no, I don't think so. I think um, my Garmin likes to tell me that mine is 70 something, which I believe is quite high, but I mean, that is. I, I think that's pretty. That's pretty sky high. That's impressive. And so, the tr the switch to triathlon. You just needed a new sport. Did you want a new challenge? Did you want to keep fit? Uh, and again, you know, was it a deliberate move to be competitive at triathlon? I mean, I I took up triathlon just to sort of so I could keep going. Um, you know, after a long swimming career, I wanted to find something that could keep me ticking over. But I went to. I tried the gym but I was still quite competitive. Um, or sorry, to, in the first instance, I, I, I went to the gym, but it just wasn't enough. I, I hadn't scratched that itch as it were. And then I took up triathlon thinking, well, I'm okay at one of the three, I'll give the others a go. And then before I knew it, having that little bit of competitiveness, I was then thinking, oh, age group championships, trips overseas, training camps, new bikes. If you've still got that competitive element, gosh, it, triathlon's the sport, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I've always when I've always found it very hard to articulate my why when people are sort of you know like why do you do the sport? Um, but I think if if I'm pushed for it, I will say it's to find out how good I can be, like what it is that I'm capable of. Right. And in rowing, I got to the stage where without that national selection that I was not able to get, um, I've achieved everything else. You know, I've done the only international race in Ghent that I could do at the time without being part of the squad. I won national championships. And so I kind of finally accepted that, that you know, that it wasn't, didn't have anywhere left to go really with the road, so I needed something new. And then Iron Man, I was aware of Iron Man, and I thought it sounded completely stupid. <laughs> like, how, you know, I was, I was like, people do it, so it must be possible, but you do. It is real, it is real, people swim, do. And then you do a really long bike, <laughs> I was trying. I, was, I thought it might have been Vegas that year. 
Gosh, okay. And and how did that go? How was Vegas? Um, I had a run injury in the lead in. We're gonna we're gonna have a theme here about me and running injuries. Um, but it was it was okay. I I didn't didn't do amazingly well or amazingly badly. I was somewhere in the middle and it was really fun. And it rained, which was a massive relief because it was forty degrees every day in the week leading up to the race. And then it rained and all the British people were really happy and all the were like, Can you even race in this? <laughs> Oh, brilliant, brilliant. And then, and then I think, you know, was it the following a year or two later you came and, and you'd had some injuries to your back and wanted help with your swimming training? Is that how we met? Yeah, so I, uh, the whole time I was running, aside from the, this injury that I think was the one that I was just mentioning, I'd had this hip pain and eventually we realised I'd torn, uh, it's called the labrum, it's floating inside of the hip socket on both hips which is exactly as painful as it sounds. Um, I had to have surgery on both of my hips. So, yeah, I think I came to you in probably about November 2014, and I think I came to you and said, well, I have to do all my swimming with a pool boy, except eight lengths per session I'm allowed to swim with a kick. And you found something we could work on, so that was great. And 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 since then, since then we've bumped into each other at races, on training camps, and you've moved to Holland. And you know, you 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 did remarkably well as an age group. You you moved up to Ironman the following year. Was that yeah, Bol- so Bolton? I had an absolutely disastrous first Ironman in Texas, and I got knocked off a bike from someone that hit me from behind at an aid station, and then um, I burnt my feet in T two just oh. on the hot ground. Oh, um, and I sort of hobbled the whole marathon, so that wasn't the ideal first Ironman. But then I did Ironman UK, which is uh, more my kind of climate. <laughs> and, uh, won my age group and got a coma spot uh, for that same year. So that was quite... Uh, did you take that slot? Did you go to Kona? Yeah, I did go to Kona. And then, so I did, it was unfortunate. I did Ironman UK and then came back from that too soon. Got the running injury went to Vegas to do the 70.3 Worlds and hadn't done any run training really in the lead-in. Um, I ran the run in Vegas and I was like, well, obviously I'll stop if it hurts because I want to prioritise Kona. And it didn't hurt at all all the way through the race. And then later that night, suddenly my foot started hurting again. Oh my goodness. So I get to Kona and I've done no run training for two months or something. Um, and again, yeah, so the swim was okay. I cooked on the bike. I was, like, if I was to go to Kona again, I would go either there or somewhere with a similar climate beforehand because I'm not used to those kind of conditions. I, I have to, I have to say. Because I've done no run training, but it was great to be there and to experience it. And hopefully one day I'll go back. And it's a magical. I, I mean, I hope I hope you enjoyed the experience because I went to watch in 2015, and you're right. It is the most. It's the most ridiculous place for a race, <laughs> if you're from the if, you, if you're sort of from you know the northern hemisphere or well, northern Europe for it say. Um, I mean, I could hardly stand there and just and cheer. Um, you know, I was getting through five t-shirts a day, just cheering and watching. It was incredible. And the heat, and I and I've raced in Cancun where it hit forty-five, but it was a dry heat. And and but the humidity, I've never known anything like it. But what a magical place! 
And some people go, they, you know, they, I think they build themselves up to qualifying and work so hard that it's disappointing. You know, some people tell me they were quite disappointed with the experience. And I mean, obviously not everybody's going to get the, you know, the, the cannon salute as they cross the line and it, it won't all be glory and, and um, you know, fireworks for everyone. But I mean, I, I, hope, I hope you enjoyed it and, and got a, had a good time despite the injuries because it's, it's an odd place, no? Yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. And uh, also, if you if you do make the trip from the UK or elsewhere in Europe, I, I would recommend staying out there for the holiday afterwards because it's it's really an incredible island. I think there's something like eleven of the the whole uh, thirteen climate zones just on the one island. There's rainforest and there's lava and there's there's a lot of cool stuff to see. I think that's the problem, isn't it? People either go, you know, they they, they have two weeks vacation time and they bank that and go early and sort of have the race at the end trying to think that two weeks might be enough to acclimatize but then don't have enough for the holiday you know i mean if you obviously if you can get a month fantastic but who who can really take a month off work um so people miss out on the holiday aspect may, may i don't know maybe that's part of it but you're yeah you're right it is a phenomenal place to to visit but you know, I, I've heard that people tried Bikram yoga in the in the hot heat to to try to combat it, but it's it's not an easy place. It's not an environment, is it, for us from you know the north? <laughs> yeah, I think it, 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 certainly if you've grown up where we have, it's an extra challenge. Oh my goodness! Oh my. So <clears throat> so was it that year? Talk me through. Was it 2016 you turned pro? Uh, it was 2015. 15. It was earlier than I might, with hindsight, have turned pro, but I qualified for my pro license pretty much with every race I did. Um, not with, not from Kona, obviously, but from Ironman UK, and then in 2014, before I got injured, I did two races, which were both qualified me for racing pro. Um, and then after the injury, I just thought, you know, you know how far in advance you have to enter an Ironman if you want to compete, and I had no idea when I would be ready to race again. So I thought, if I've got the license, then, you know, I can just enter something when I'm ready. That will be fine. So the, the, the logistics, I mean, and for those that aren't aware, basically, it's a qualification process. You've got to, is it uh, in your age group, podium? or oh, or they change it every year. I don't even know. It's really complicated now. It depends on the prize purse of the race, what percentage of the winning oh, okay. you have to achieve. It but, must be really administratively complex for them. But, but, uh, I mean, I don't know what it is now, so uh, <laughs> it's, it's on their website if anyone's interested. But, um, but, but one, of the, one of the perks is once you get your license, you can um, pick and choose races and you can change them quite late. Is that still the case? Yeah, so this year obviously is a bit a different. Bit. And this year you can actually enter right up to, I think, a couple of weeks beforehand. But normally... I think you have to enter by three weeks or so before the race, but I mean, far, far more uh, control over that than you get as an age grouper. Right, right. And, and, and that shift, obviously, I, um, I caught a little bit of your information from the, um, how do you pronounce the, the sports company that you've been working with? Because they did a little insight into your decision to turn pro. Um, uh, I think you pronounce it. Nerf, Nerf, yeah. I'm not uh, sure about that. Okay, I'm, I'm sure that. But 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 you know some you know it sounds glamorous, doesn't it? But you were quite right in pointing out some of the the the, the obvious factors. The fields are a lot smaller, 
you know, you, you, you may not get find feet in the swim. Um, you know, the bike fields, you know, the, the amount of people on the course, you know, you've got the risk of, you know, some crazy male age groupers trying to, you know, chase you and swim over you, which is, would be, you know, I, it's a tough gig, isn't it? It really is. What, what have you, what are the benefits and, and maybe some of the disappointments you found with it? focused and you've got to be focused and, and you know battle battle yourself yeah because uh, for me the swimming's my weakest it, it it's really taught me to trust in my strength in the race overall because you know i'll come out the swim and will tell me how many minutes i'm lost by and then i'll jump on the bike and start making up some of those minutes so obviously that's mentally that's incredibly difficult um and, you know, I've previously sort of almost given up on myself during the bike. And now when I race, I, I find more and more that I, I know I'll be making up time on the bike and to run. And I've just got to trust in that and trust in myself and not mentally give up on it. That's some really good advice. And, you know, as much as you, you, you might find that hard, if I could just offer a counterpoint that it's not much fun getting out the swim and then having 2,000 people overtake you for the rest of the day, which is kind of how my last Ironman went. <laughs> when I come out of the swim and have people overtake me, I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, you've been working incredibly hard. I mean, I can't express to people enough that are listening to this how hard Frankie works. I've seen her on training camp. Um, she, you know, we've been to Italy, we've been to Lanzarote, she goes off and does her bike rides. Um, you know, we're, we're, we think we're tired from uh, a couple of sessions and then she does more and, and it's just amazing. But that actually all came to fruition last year in the, the French 70.3, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Now, that was remarkable. I was watching that kind of online and Ed, your other half, is a great cheerleader. He's there posting on Facebook, and it's it's fabulous. He's a, he does a great job, doesn't he? Yeah, he's amazing. I mean, that, that Facebook thread is <laughs> the most popular thing about my racing. No one actually cares how I do. They care about the thread. And, you know, <laughs> will Ed be able to find copy at this race? <laughs> another disappointment. If, yeah, so, uh, you know, if, you, if you're interested in Frankie's racing, you know, you've got to find Ed and sort of log into his Facebook to, to get the updates, which are, are, are just brilliant. What was, what was different about this race that, that enabled you, because you won it overall? I mean, that's, this is a great story, isn't it? Five years, um, the switch from rowing into triathlon, improving your swimming, improving your running, your biking became the strongest of the three quite quickly, but, uh, to start with, my, my bike was by far the strongest. Yeah. But, three, but, and these days it will be either the bike or the run. It just depends on the course and 
I mean, I don't really know which is stronger relative to the other. I can only see which is stronger relative to the other competitors. So it may reflect feel from. Yeah. Okay. Anything else on that? On that day, I actually had the fastest run, and I I ran. You know, I had to overtake on the run to to get the win. So there, I think you know that day my run was the strongest. Um, but obviously, you know, if you're if you're weak on the bike, but you have a great run, then by the time you get to the run, you're pretty tired. So you you do have to have both. I think. Sure, sure. And, and, you know, after years of persevering with injuries, uh, and again, this, you know, we go and see our physios, our osteopaths, our chiropractors, and they'll give you your rehab. And I think, you know, you're, you're pretty diligent with getting this done, aren't you? Yeah, if I'm given a rehab program, one of my questions is always, um, is it better to do more than the recommendation, or will that set me back? Just because... I mean, I'll do pretty much whatever it takes to be able to keep running because that's obviously the one where the injury risk and rate is highest. Um, and it has taken me a huge amount of time in the gym as well as the surgery to be able to run. Um, and I think, you know, having lost that for months at a time, I'll pretty much do whatever I need to with rehab and working in the gym to make sure that I don't lose it again. Yeah, that's, that's again, a strong message that, you know, if you have an injury, um, get it looked at, get it seen, you know, if you have to hold back on the swim, bike and run for a while, you know, there's no point training through an injury, surely, um, you know, well, obviously you can do alternatives, you can manage it, but if you're trying to struggle through with something serious, it, it's, it's just going to keep flaring up, surely. Yeah, and I, I would also add to that if, if you have something and you've seen someone and they think it should be getting better and it's not getting better, go and get a second opinion from somewhere else. Because oh, yeah. I've had a few things misdiagnosed or not correctly treated and it just, you know, it just adds more time. So, you know, it's, I know it's extra money, it's extra staff, it's extra whatever, but it, it could give you an extra few months of training healthily. So I think it's worth it. So talk, t- take us back to the, the, the France 70.3 race. Um, you had an, a good swim on that day? Uh, I think I was only second to last out of water that day, so I'm going to say yes. Good stuff, good stuff. And again, Frankie loves to give herself a hard time, but you know, you're swimming, what, around 30 minutes? About thirty minutes. I mean, that's that's not that, that's that's trucking along. For most people, would be highly pleased with that. So don't give yourself too much of a hard time. Um, jump on the bike for the half Ironman distance. What is that about fifty six miles these days? It's been a while since yeah. I did one. Um, and do you have a bike sponsor at the moment? Uh, no, I don't. Okay, well they should they should take note of your speed on that, and so maybe uh, maybe put something your way. But which which bike do you prefer? Do you have at the moment? Um, I have a Phelps uh, IAE FRD, and it's the um, the Rimbrake version still I'm riding. Um, I I might the only upgrade I would look to do is either to upgrade to the disc version of that, or potentially if I was riding a heavy course, I'd maybe want to use a lighter bike because it's not the lightest, but maybe it's also not the heaviest. And I think it's a very good bike. Um, we've we've put a lot of um, can I, can I give you a story about felt? I, I like felt because when, um, so 
around 2000, 2001, I was working in, in San Francisco and uh, I, was, I was training quite seriously with Golden Gate Tribe as with my old job in my old life. Um, I was based over there and uh, we went down as a team to race Wildflower, a popular bucket list race, fabulous part of the world. And um, the year I came back to London, I took a, a group of East London triathletes with me um, to go and race Wildflower. We organized a little unofficial. This was kind of before Swim for Try, but we, I was helping them with their swimming a little bit. One of them had the new at the time, Depth Felt DA uh, time trial frame, and it was quite space age back then. And uh, the mechanic had done a reasonable job, but the, by the time... Uh, I can say his name, Panos, he won't mind. Panos had assembled once we had landed and, and was at the campsite, um, but something wasn't quite right. So we went and we, we were late arriving. The race was the next day and the mechanics and the expo had all gone. But an, a, a security guy or, or somebody from the race said, well, if you go over to that um, tent over there, Jim Felt, like the president, uh, is staying. They're sponsoring the race. He might be able to help. So there we went. We went and, and spoke to Jim and he came out with some spanners and he fixed Panos' bike right there the night before the race. So I've, I've always got a, a special place for Felt and um, bravo to them for, you know, and again, it's nice that the very senior person still knows his stuff. No disrespect, you know, I'm sure most in these small industries, people do know their stuff, but, you know, that he was actually prepared to get his hands dirty. So um, good good choice with Felt. <laughs> yeah. So so you, you you had some overtake catching up and overtaking to do. Where did you finish off the bike? Where did you start the run? Um, I came off the bike in seconds and I think I was two and a bit minutes down. Okay. Um, and I remember the girl in third, which is cool, we were running through transition at the same time. I picked up her bag by the state with her shoes in it. And I was like, oh, God, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Um, and then finally found my own stuff and got out on the run. And um, it gave me a split. And then I think it was a, it's a, a, you run from transition along a couple of K and then you run on the beach. And then you come up some stairs from the beach and you go on to three laps. And I saw Ed again at the end of the first lap. He was like, you're catching him, but you're not catching him fast enough. And I was like, oh, God, I'm not going to run any faster. Thanks, Ed. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I didn't want to blow up, right? So, um, get going. And then there was a, there was a guy on a motorbike giving us splits, which was quite cool. And he's, he was told me that my split had come down quite a bit. And I was like, oh, maybe I can actually catch her. Wow. Because you kind of don't really believe, you know, it's your first win until you, are in the lead, you don't believe that it could be possible. Um, and then I passed, and I thought, oh, God, she's going to come with me. <laughs> she didn't. But I didn't know how far behind me the girl in third was. Or, yeah, and so I thought, well, she could be catching me. So I never relaxed and kind of <laughs> soaked it up until I was, like, grabbing the finish tape. Wow, that's amazing. First professional win after, you know overcoming those injuries making the switch I, I love this story I love this story you know and, and it's 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 achievable isn't it it's it's you know you say to you 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 tell us that you, you're not the most talented but you have such a great work ethic that you triathlon almost allows you to to do that doesn't it yeah I think so I'm both the work ethic but also the 
to the fact that anyone's phone would have given up <laughs> years before I got that win, you know? Like, it was only the fact that I was like, well, I've had to have hip surgery and oh, I've had this injury and I've had that and I've had whatever, but I don't care, I'm going to keep going anyway. Um, and there is a bit of obstinacy to it, but wow. like, thankfully it, it started to pay off. So Oh, and and how has this year sort of just briefly? Obviously, the, the racing schedule has been interrupted. But is there anything coming up now between now and the end of the year you have planned? Yeah. Um, so the one race left on the calendar for Europe is Ironman Portugal. So I'm training for Ironman Portugal, uh, and I had actually already made the decision this year to try and focus on Ironman because we had all this extra time without any racing at all. So just really, you know, for the mile there. Um, so I raced to 70.3 because it was the only distance that happened uh, back in September, which didn't go great. But I'm hoping that over the arm of the distance, which is the distance I've actually been training for all year, that I might do better. So fingers crossed the race at least goes ahead and I get to go and find that out. Brilliant, brilliant. And, and next year, plans to continue tra- racing? Definitely going to continue racing. My original uh, target was uh, Talpo, ah. uh, world champs on 70.3 distance, and that's now been rescheduled for December 2022. Oh. So I know what I'm planning to do that year, but next year is it will be a year to work towards that for sure. But I may do Ironman again in the meantime. I don't know. Amazing. Well, best of luck with that. Um, I hope the upcoming months of training are, are, are nicely balanced, healthy, no injuries. Um, it's been a pleasure to work with you over the years and wish you nothing but, but the best of luck and good health. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you, Frankie. Um, I will distribute this for you and um, hopefully if some sponsors are listening, you know, Frankie, the hardest worker, very, very talented you should be paying attention. Okay. Appreciate your time today, Frankie. It's been amazing. Pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much. And I hope we get to work together in real life again soon. It's been too long. <laughs>